Hello, and welcome to Notes in the Week Ahead, a JP Morgan Asset Management podcast that provides insights on the markets and the economy to help you stay informed in the week ahead. Hello, this is David Kelly. I'm Chief Strategist here at JP Morgan Asset Management. Today is October 24th, 2022. At the peak of the railroad boom of the late 19th century, the Framingham and Lowell Line was incorporated to transport goods and passengers up and down the western outskirts of Boston. Over the years, the traffic dwindled, the line was sold and resold, and eventually abandoned. However, for more than three decades now, some enterprising local citizens have pursued the construction of a bike trail along the old abandoned line, which is now finally mostly complete. I'm the beneficiary of their perseverance, as the trail passes only a few hundred yards from our house. And early in the morning, you can find me jogging out onto the path. It's a peaceful place at all times of year, but particularly now, when the fog hangs heavy over the ponds, and the only sound is the padding of my own feet through fallen leaves. It is, I suppose, a little spooky before the fog lifts, but by the time I'm running homeward, the sun has melted the fog and shines in the multicoloured trees double exposed over still waters. There's a clarity and comfort in the scene, even though we all know what comes next in the seasons of New England. Markets hate uncertainty, and in the last week of October, a thick fog of uncertainty hangs heavy over the economic, political, and central bank landscape. Data releases and events over the next three action-packed weeks should lift some of this fog and provide a clearer picture in the outlook. Of course, how these uncertainties are resolved is important. However, in a world where the biggest fears haunting investors are the largely opposite threats of inflation or recession, the clear picture of the investment environment that should emerge over the next few weeks could in itself be positive for the risk assets that have been so pummeled thus far in 2022. On the US economy, this week's GDP report could show surprising strength, especially following two negative quarters and numerous predictions of imminent recession. Our model suggests a real GDP gain of 3.3% at a seasonally adjusted annual rate. Consumer spending likely grew by less than 1% annualized, and home building may have plunged by as much as 20% annualized. However, inventory rebuilding appears to have been strong, particularly when adjusted for somewhat lower inflation during the quarter, and trade numbers showed significant improvement. It should be stressed, however, that this looks like a bit of a one-hit wonder, and real GDP could easily contract in both the fourth and first quarters as volatile trade and inventory data turn more negative. The reality is that with mortgage rates more than doubling since the start of the year, the US dollar now up almost 20% year over year, and with the federal budget deficit falling quickly, there is more breaking power being inflicted on the US economy than will be at all apparent in the third quarter GDP report. Going forward, growth could well turn negative in the fourth quarter and will likely be very weak over the next year, until housing starts bottom and the trade and budget deficits hit a trough as a share of GDP, likely sometime in the middle of 2023. Thereafter, slightly stronger economic growth could emerge. However, there's little reason to expect booming growth at any time over the next few years without the V-shaped forces of recovery from a deep recession or the adoption of far more enlightened policies to trigger stronger labor force and productivity growth. Inflation numbers may also continue to look strong in the short run. We expect the September headline personal consumption deflator, due out on Friday, to show a monthly gain of three-tenths of a percent, or 6.3% year-over-year. While this would be below its June peak of 7% year-over-year, it would be far above the Fed's 2% year-over-year target. Moreover, early indications suggest that the October consumption deflator gain could tick up to four-tenths of a percent. 
However, this is also likely a prelude to much softer numbers. Data show a clear easing of supply chain problems and a general softening in commodity prices. If this continues, we expect that year-over-year -year headline consumption deflation inflation could fall to 5.8% in the fourth quarter, 4.7% by the first quarter of 2023, and 2.9% by the fourth quarter of 2023. Next week's releases on job openings and employment should provide further clarity on both growth and inflation. Even with a continued decline from its springtime peaks, the number of job openings likely exceeded 9 million at the end of September, and this suggests a further strong job gain and stable unemployment rate in October. While this continues to protect the economy from the threat of immediate recession, investors will be watching wage gains closely. Despite very significant increases in the cost of living and very tight labour markets, average hourly earnings appear to be growing at a significantly slower pace than consumer prices a trend that could help alleviate inflation pressures in the months ahead. Investors will also be looking carefully at earnings. The earnings season so far has gone better than expected, with the majority of companies surprising the upside on both earnings and revenue. However, only 96 of S&P 500 companies had reported third-quarter earnings as of last Thursday, while 165 are expected to report this week alone, giving us a clearer picture of the ability of corporate America to defend margins in the face of slowing revenue growth and continued cost pressures. The next few weeks should also provide clarity on politics and fis fiscal policy. In the US, with the midterm elections just a week away, polling suggests that Republicans have opened up a lead in the popular vote. Unless this changes substantially between now and Election Day, Republicans will very likely take control of at least the House of Representatives, since they've gained a greater share of House seats than the popular, popular vote share in each of the last five congressional elections. The Senate races remain too close to call. However, if Republicans control even one House of Congress, fiscal gridlock is likely to ensue, with no further major policy changes in tax or spending likely to be enacted before 2025 after the next presidential election. Some greater political clarity is also likely to emerge overseas. The next week should see a new British Prime Minister enter office, hopefully providing some reassurance to local markets which have been battered by the political and policy instability of the last few months. Next Sunday, we'll also see the final round of the Brazilian presidential election between Lula and President Bolsonaro, candidates with radically different views on how to address the country's challenges. Recent polling suggests a tightening race with the outcome now much too close to call. In sharp contrast, there's little political uncertainty in China as President Xi embarks on his third five-year term in office. However, there is policy uncertainty in the wake of the 20th Chinese Communist Party Congress, with short-term questions on how China may modify its approach to dealing with COVID-19, and longer-term questions about both domestic economic policy and China's economic and diplomatic relationship with the rest of the world. All of this may become clearer now that the country's leadership structure has been settled for the next few years. And then there is monetary policy. While central bankers are aware of the ongoing weakening in the global economy, they are for the most part focused on bringing inflation down to their targets. The Bank of Canada will likely raise rates by 75 basis points when they meet on Wednesday in anticipation of a similar move by the Federal Reserve next week. The European Central Bank is also expected to hike rates by 75 basis points on Thursday, as is the Bank of England one week later. By contrast, the Bank of Japan is expected to maintain its current slightly negative policy rates and yield curve control when they meet on Friday. However, slowly rising core inflation and wage gains and a very sharp decline in the yen exchange rate would put pressure on the BOJ to accept a higher target on long-term interest rates in the months ahead. The Federal Reserve, which meets on November 2nd, is widely expected to raise the federal funds rate by 75 basis points. 
However, its signaling on its December move is very important. As of this morning, the federal funds futures market is pricing in a 44% shot of a further 75 basis point increase in December. On November 2nd, in the FOMC statement and in Jay Powell's press conference, the Fed could well try to guide market expectations on this issue, either by stating that further rate hikes are likely to be more moderate or that aggressive tightening is still warranted for some time to come. Their language on this issue will be very important, without any softening in their tone, with any softening in their tone, likely boosting stocks and bonds and hurting the dollar, or more hawkish language having the opposite effects. US equities rallied strongly last week, with the S&P 500 climbing by 4.7%, despite a rise in 10-year Treasury yields to their highest level in almost 15 years. Even with these moves, the broad trend in markets this year has been sharply down. While some of this move is likely justified by worsening growth and inflation prospects, some may also represent an uncertainty discount, whereby investors demand compensation for the greater risks that have hovered over growth, inflation, geopolitics and monetary policy this year. While the next few weeks may not provide a market-friendly resolution of these uncertainties, less uncertainty should, on its own, be a positive, providing some hopes of better returns for diversified portfolios in the months ahead than 2022 has provided so far. Well, that's it for this week. Please tune in again next week, and if you have any questions in the meantime, please reach out to your J.P. Morgan representative. This content is intended for information only based on assumptions in current market conditions and are subject to change. No warranty of accuracy is given. This content does not contain sufficient information to support investment decisions. It is not to be construed as research, legal, regulatory, tax, accounting, or investment advice. Investments involve risks. Investors should seek professional advice or make an independent evaluation before investing. The value of investments and the income from them may fluctuate, including loss of capital. Past performance and yield are not indicative of current or future results. Forecasts and estimates may or may not come to pass. J.P. Morgan Asset Management is the asset management business of J.P. Morgan Chase & Company and its affiliates worldwide.